Jared, look at uh, Sean, look at young Jared. Hey, it's going to be like 70 some degrees, I think, next week. So time to come yeah, off. Yeah, you got to get that off. That's too much. Uh, oh, I got to change my background. I know, man. That's so disappointing. You show up and no background, ready to go. Oh, there it is. Mm. Of course, Hiro's Before... background, he's covering Dolly Parton, <laughs> continuing his trend of, what, what would you say, wokeness, Hiro? <laughs> Bi-curious? Um, so, <laughs> wow, there's that. No, so you Listen, can look at it one disgust, way. Listen, that Jared. I even <laughs> suggested he may have interest in... The opposite sex. It's 2022. It's cool now. <laughs> yeah, legal age, Hiro. No, so you could look at it two ways, right? One is I am not doing what you gentlemen are doing is look as ogling her or over-sexualizing her. The other way is I'm putting my head over hers and not allow her, allowing her to speak. Okay, well, you had to... So you could, you could actually play it both ways. Yeah, you had to turn it into being uh, the bad guy. I was going to credit Jared myself. It's, I think, relatively tasteful Zoom backgrounds for Dolly Parton. Tonight, mm-hmm. she's a tasteful lady. <laughs> Although, for someone who's known for uh, certain attributes, uh, I actually did not do the research. Jared, I assume you did. I don't know. If, has Dolly Parton ever been nude, or has she always been just sort of uh, tastefully covered up? She's been mostly tastefully covered up. She did what a do you mean spread mostly? for. Uh, well, she just <laughs> she just spread for Playboy, but it was one of those where she doesn't actually get nude, like she was in lingerie and shit. Oh. But you didn't actually okay. see anything. So, good way to start our discussion on straight talk. Sometimes a dog runs the wrong squirrel up the right tree. Pardon me. Shirley Kenyon is bringing the common touch to her new job. WND one, hello. I know you've been holding and you should be grateful. Everybody else got cut off. She's just what Chicago Talk Radio's WNDY needs. They just don't know it yet. So who did you hire to destroy my ratings now? Until a simple wrong turn leads to a case of mistaken identity. This must be a girl. I just came in for a cup of coffee. And land Shirley in the wrong place. Ten seconds. At the right time. My boss gave me notice. And when I came home and told my husband, Ken, he said that I was a loser. I want you to tell him that you're doing the very best you can, that you can do just fine on your own. Then grab your bowling bag and get the hell out of there. Now Shirley's got everyone talking. Who are you? Dr. Kenyon. Who the hell is Dr. Kenyon? just hired her. I didn't hire her. I hired Dr. Kimball. Kimball. Kenyon. They absolutely love you. The hottest new personality in Chicago radio is Dr. Shirley. There's just one problem. Wait a minute. This says Dr. Shirley here. Oh, right. The boss wants a doctor, so that's what you are. It's not true. Captain Kangaroo wasn't really a captain. He wasn't even a kangaroo. You are a doctor of the heart. I want to publicize the hell out of her. Mm -hmm. Ads, promos, billboards. I don't want you ever, don't talk about your past at all. Milo, I'm telling you, there's a story here. One day she's on a bridge willing to risk her neck for 20 bucks, and the next day, practically, she's Chicago's answer to Dr. Joyce Brothers. Uh Uh-uh. It smells. You're wasting your time, Jack. And when a reporter wants the scoop, he'll go right to the heart of the matter. What kind of doctor are you? I'm a doctor of the heart. You're really interested in me, aren't you? I want to know everything about you. I have a bad track record with men. Hey, Steve, do we know a Shirley Kenyon? Yeah, who wants to know? Now, while he's on the trail of a hot lead, she's riding the ratings to success. I'm busy in a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. When can I get the story? Oh, so now you think it's a story. Get down off the cross, honey. Somebody needs the wood. We'll take it, just the way it is. 
Helen, I don't need a place this fancy. I love when you talk sweet to me. <laughs> you haven't even heard sweet yet. How much have you got on her? Almost enough. There's something I should tell you. Will it keep? Yes. I discovered Shirley. <laughs> Make her sound like penicillin. Zim Zimmerman's sitting right over there. I want to get you on his show. This is Joan. She has a marital problem. I would suggest that you let sleeping dogs lie. And you do not hate your husband for doing this. You hate yourself. It's her fault her husband's cheating. You know who came up with the expression, let sleeping dogs lie? A dog. <laughs> and Joan, honey, you are not going to change him. You got to live with it or end it. Tinkle or get off the potty. Straight Talk. It's the wonderfully funny comedy starring the popular and appealing Dolly Parton that everyone loves. The network called this morning. They want to take you national. Including the critics. Thumbs up, declares Gene Siskel. Irresistible, exclaims the New York Times. Dolly Parton is very winning, claims CBS This Morning. Starring Dolly Parton, James Woods, and Griffin Dunn. Straight Talk. Coming soon to video cassette. Believe me, I that's all the reason <laughs> you want me to do some research. <laughs> this is straight talk as much as Hiro doesn't want it to be. Uh, man. All right. So 1992, uh, Hiro, you were of age at that point. You've kind of played that card on Jared and myself. I kept thinking okay. this was, uh, past the uh, sort of maybe cinematic expiration date for Dolly Parton. Right. What exactly does that mean? You're saying she's too old. I think she was 46 in this. I'm not saying she's too old. I'm saying, so she did have a couple of things as far as on the silver screen, but those were back in the early to mid-80s, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Dolly Parton, for me, was never a thing. You know, I'm way too young for that. Okay. Uh, go ahead. See, I see you giggling. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Tee off. <laughs> just swing. Take it for the fences. Mike. I mean, of all of all people, to be like, oh, oh, oh I just want to get one thing straight. I never much cared for Dolly Parton. So, you know, <laughs> she's kind of replaced uh, the dearly departed Betty White as far as like the internet's favorite uh, senior lady at this point. So that, it's just interesting to me that you want to rush to say I never much cared for her. What I'm saying is I was not of age when she was in her you know hypersexual stage, like where where guys like Jared were were doing their ogling. Guys like right? Jared. So how dare I? <laughs> <laughs> She got them specifically for me to look at. Thank you very much. You are clearly the audience for this, man. You and I have uh, talked uh, at length about uh, some of the likes and dislikes, and this is in your wheelhouse. Uh, we've always uh, gone over the gigantic-assed women that you care for and <laughs> the gigantic-breasted women that I uh, enjoy, so this was more my speed, yes. As for me, she's very white. <laughs> she has breadstick yes. qualities. <laughs> she was a breadstick before she got her enhancements. Hmm. All right, I had never seen Straight Talk. I'm assuming that goes. Uh, we're gonna go three for three. I say most most straight people probably haven't seen Straight Talk. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. No, also a, a first time watch for me. Mm -hmm. Did read some bit of trivia. This probably was on IMDb, which I, I don't think there was any fun uh, factoids. Which you know you have. James Woods is the love interest here. Uh, probably not going to be a lot of uh, fun behind the scenes. That uh, apparently in the marketing they were really trying to emphasize, emphasize Mr. Woods, thinking that would <laughs> bring in the hyper masculine for date night, and it didn't <laughs> Was take. Was he ever a, like a romantic lead like this? Mm, 
I felt like he was, um, my memory is that he was the movie version of, uh, like a Dennis Leary type, like what they tried to do with Dennis Leary, that he's going to be the hyper aggressive, uh, fast talking, like insulting kind of guy, but not with the stand up comedy background. That's just sort of the part that he tended to play, mm. but you're right. Hiro. I'm trying to think what, what sort of lead was he? I, he's always like the second or third guy, like at most, correct? I, I can't think of a single thing where he has led. I think there was an Oliver Stone movie, uh, Salvador, maybe, I think in the late 80s, that, where he was the lead. But yeah, he's, uh, I remember him in some sort of buddy cop comedy where I think he's playing second hand to Michael J. Fox in the early 90s as well. He was really awesome in Casino. Okay, Hiro. What, I mean, he's he's definitely far down the list, but he is, uh, you know, making uh, De Niro uh, a cuckold. So you probably were very favor- favorable to him in that film. Always a good time. You know, that's, that was like my big gripe about this movie is is him, right? Mm-hmm. And, but you've got um, you've got Michael Madsen right there. If you flip Man. those two actors, yes, you flip them, and then you bring in James Woods as his Lester character mm-hmm. from Casino, you've got a winner. Because I like Dolly Parton here. I like her down-to-earth, yada, yada, spunk crap. You could see it working. But damn, dude, you got to flip those two actors. Yeah, I don't think the uh, like the small-town girl makes good. Uh, get some money in her pocket, get some respect. Uh, the city of Chicago loves her. And then uh, the sort of coup de grace is that she also wins the heart of James Woods. Doesn't work for me. I, I doubt it worked, worked for many people back in the day. Uh, but man, Michael Madsen. Uh, yeah, they, they really, that's a terrible miscasting here where he's, I guess the, uh, the redneck, uh, I don't know, slightly abusive, not quite J- Dwight Yoakam, but just, uh, you know, he just constantly gives her shit, uh, emotionally abusive <laughs> uh, guy. There you go. Twitter. That's the scale we're going <laughs> to scale. We're going to use from, from here on out Dwight Yoakam and swing blade. <laughs> that's the top. Like, that, you know, <laughs> that's the top of the barometer. Okay. The top without it becoming unseemly because <laughs> let us remind our <laughs> listeners you gotta be a little bit classy in your drunken benders <laughs> he's the one that takes the beer cans to the head he's the one that takes the uh the blade to the face i mean you know it, he threatens a lot jerry but With does he reason. ever actually commit a crime all he asks is someone please don't he just stand hurts me. a lot of feelings <laughs> yeah which you know i know in, in twitter world that means we should hang him for, for saying well, nasty things uh, but white man white man that's uh <laughs> redundancy he is, he is very white he has that. trouble eating and drinking around those who have uh special needs put it that way um that's all he's asking for is get him away from him do i yoke him uh, you're, I mean, he does have the the he covers a broad spectrum there as far as what you can see. Special Billy needs. <laughs> there it is. I mean, Jerry, I could not get ah! that ball out of my hands fast enough for each to take it to Let the me hoop. swing. <laughs> How does it work? Is it the broader the spectrum, the more uh, like mashed potatoes, or are we talking about like it's a smaller chunk of the spectrum? Are we talking about straight talk, or we're we're back on Sling Blade? I don't know. We're back on Billy Bob. I don't know. We, man, I we've mean, been on that topic a lot. We, I think, the last time we recorded, we we're asking Jared oh, yeah. which movie character on the spectrum he would rather trade. Would you rather be with. you or retarded and rich? 
Which is just just rich. You know, Would you rather be rich? Yeah, you know, I'd rather just be rich. <laughs> Trade my normal intelligence for having money. I, I did think of you during this movie, Jared. Good. Um, Good. Well, I hope. When James Woods finally... Not straight talk. <laughs> yeah. When James Woods uh, finally consummates his uh, budding relationship with uh, the lovely Miss Dolly Parton, his only reaction is, holy moly. You know, if I die tomorrow, I'd go with a smile. I feel like that's how you would go out. Like, you're just like, that's it. If I consummated with Dolly Parton, <laughs> yes, it would be maybe a minute or two, and then I would probably die of uh, shock and or <laughs> massive heart attack that's been building for the last 40 years. Does he quit his job immediately? Because he's his, the whole thing here, and we've seen this a lot. He's with, got it uh, bad. <laughs> with, with the rom com. <laughs> I can't ruin this. <laughs> I mean, I'm crediting his character here, where he has, he has some sort of thankless, some scruples job, where it's like, do this story on uh, this you know radio host in this town and un- uncover how she's a horrible liar and she should be fired and cast back out on the streets. And then when he has sex with her, I I don't remember because I was you know I did actually watch this one all the way through. I didn't take it in chunks. Um, we're doing a, a of course a double recording night and two ninety minute movies, and uh, mm. that was nice, beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. But that being said, this isn't the type of movie where I'm heavily invested in the uh, the plot development. So I didn't actually clock how long from him seeing her breasts and saying, holy moly. <laughs> like, they, they probably missed a comedic beat by him going in and immediately quitting his job, saying, I want to do nothing else but fuck Dolly Parton every second of the day. I have no need for this anymore. <laughs> She takes her bra off and immediately cuts to the office scene. I quit! She's <laughs> got the phone. The, the receiver right there. <laughs> One moment. <laughs> scene out of Indiana Jones' face fucking melts off. <laughs> it's kind of hard to criticize this movie, I think. Because it's just nice it's and fine. sweet. Yeah. Well, it knows what it is. It... it being 90 minutes makes it a lot easier to not criticize it, but... Uh, it could have cut off a little bit, too. I mean, probably drop another 20 minutes. i tell you what I don't understand is Roger Ebert's uh, review, which says... Oh, he didn't like this? I thought he'd be in the bag for this. What's really wrong with straight talk is a failure of nerve. The screenplay is so painfully conventional <laughs> that it's clear nobody involved with the movie wanted to push it into new ground or let it take chances. Like, dude, did you not understand what you're watching while you're watching this? The best scenes mostly involve the Dolly Parton character saving herself by simply telling the plain truth. Where did you receive your training, if I may ask, Doctor? Where did I receive my training? Yes. I'm a graduate of Harvard, postgraduate studies at the Sorbonne. Where did you train? Where did I train? I'll tell you where I trained. That screwed you. Straight Talk is a little too simple-minded, I'm afraid, to be a very good movie. It could have really done something with this story. Maybe could have found real comedy and even some insights in the dilemma of an advice expert who discovers how much help some of her callers really do need. The movie Miss Lonely Hearts did that. But Straight Talk is too distracted by its rags-to-riches formula and by the love story, which doesn't really work because James Woods and Dolly Parton are both, as actors, too contained and too self-defined to ever really seem to be in love with one another. They don't have any chemistry. They're complete packages all by themselves. The movie has some charm and a few real laughs, and that's about it, except for its 
excellent taste in Chicago newspapers. You know, Roger, I'm going to give it a, a slightly positive review. It was mm -hmm. a close call for me, and, but it, it's interesting. The, the thing that I liked most about the picture, the thing that you knocked the most, and uh -huh. that is the relationship between these two players. Yeah. I know what you're saying in theory, that Dolly Parton is a, a world unto herself, and James Woods is clearly from a different world. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought that the casting of the two of them was interesting. And I'll tell you why. Typically, the Hollywood people think that, well, we got Dolly Parton, got to get a big tree trunk of yeah. a guy to uh -huh. play opposite her. Uh -huh. And I thought the fact that James Woods, they don't seem particularly comfortable together, and yet there is some attraction to her, and she is so winning as a personality mm -hmm. that I thought he couldn't help himself. She's not the kind of person well, he would know, really be interested in. So I was rooting see, for them to get together. Here we have two of my favorite actors in all of the movies, James okay. Woods and Dolly Parton, but okay. I defy you to tell me of yeah. one interesting thing that they say to each other in this movie. It isn't as much as of the dialogue between each other. I can't come up with the dialogue right no, now. I it's know been you a can't. But, but you no, wait, wait, a second, wait a second. But you know there isn't any, really. No, no. What, I'm, what I am saying is that there are scenes to of them together in the coffee mm -hmm. shop on Wacker and Wabash, mm -hmm. where, you know, we know that location pretty well, uh, where it is appealing to see them together, and you think that he's going to try and, and defeat her yeah, and unmask uh -huh. her, and you can see how the charm works in her. You're right. If you, the film does have a sweetness. It does have a few laughs. I don't think it really works enough to give a thumbs okay. up. Okay. Next movie, and our next film is called Rockadoodle. Nah, man. I'm with Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert's like, show me more TV. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's why he's angry. <laughs> if that's what's being yes. said, then yeah. Well, yes. if that's uh, the subtext, sure. Otherwise, I would say... This Talking is not hillbilly talk radio. <laughs> like it's, it's not, not requiem for a dream. Basically here, yelling, man. you didn't have the balls to do it right. Yeah, what? Flash me those things. <laughs> what is he really asking for here? And and like really, what would people going to see straight straight talk here? Which is it didn't open. Didn't push well. open, enough boundaries for me. I just walked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give a little hint on what, what we're not covering on nineteen ninety two here uh, at Sober Cinema, Beethoven. Was the uh, top uh, top new release? Mm. So yeah, any sort of kids movie. It's that dog thing, right? No, we're not doing that. Um, we're not going to do the dog. Yes, as the dog, the Saint Bernard, Charles Grodin. <laughs> we're not doing Aladdin, which is a much bigger hit. But you know, we're not we're not going to do cartoons here. We're not doing kids movies. What what are we going to say? I, well, God knows what Hiro would say, but <laughs> we're not doing them. So I'm saying. However, Sorry. it placed. Uh, about seventy grand above uh, in fifth place, Thunderheart with Val Kilmer, which Hiro is, uh, you know, you were really trying to uh, to rally tr the troops here to do that one, and uh, I sided with Jared because I thought Jared, I, I was trying to be nice, give Jared something to look at for ninety minutes. Mm, much appreciated. But instead, you instead you teased him and you gave him like covered up version. <laughs> This is like, Jared, you wanted the, come on now. the striptease version. Jared, did you expect oh. when you clicked oh, play no. on Straight Talk that you're going to see just wall-to-wall -wall tits? No, I uh, I knew, I know that she did not uh, get nude. <laughs> I've done the I've done the research. I know that she, uh, never has she been nude, so. I mean, I can, I can enjoy them through clothes, though. I mean. A I side question, Jared. Uh-huh. So, say for something like striptease or bound, which we did mm -hmm. last year, celebrating 1996, do you Google ahead to see if there are nude scenes before you watch oh, it? Do no. you like spoil? Oh, so you don't spoil yourself? No, no, don't spoil myself. Like Hi, I just bro. knew, <laughs> I knew as a matter of fact that Dolly Parton never did, just as a mm -hmm. personal like thing. Like, no, I'm never going to go ahead and like uh, Jared likes little treats every now and then. <laughs> I like to be surprised and romanced. <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> Ooh, a titty, I say. <laughs> it's, uh, like the whole, 
Like the whole virtual tickle my asshole thing that's going on here is just kind of just awkward for me. You want to be close to the flame, Hyro. You signed up for this. this I'm good. I'm just. This is how the hot dogs are made, baby. (laughs) Hey, man, if you like the butt play, it's all good. I mean, I'm here for it. Like, if you like a little something, something extra on the side, that's good. But no, no. Check back to the first 30 seconds of this episode when you were disgusted when I even insinuated that you might be uh, bi curious with Jared's face on. Is that James Woods? Who is that? Who who's that? Is Griffin Dunn? Yeah, that's who he's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. A little butt play doesn't mean you're gay, or bi curious. Just you know, just a tickle of the fancy. All right, now we're getting somewhere. It's okay. Yeah. Maybe if you're out to sea and in a lifeboat and. <laughs> <laughs> a man has urges. <laughs> I love it. says something you know, mildly progressive, and Jared's like, yeah, yeah, if you're on a life raft, and I guess there's one dude next to you. And I got a fuck to live. So, I have notion. This is episode on, play makes on, you... on Straight Talk, by the way. Just for my listeners. Are you letting Dolly, uh, you know, rub the dirty penny? Uh, Dolly can do whatever she wants. There you go. Maybe not the current version. I mean, I will Uh, side with uh, you. I'll side with you a little bit. She's looking a little decrepit. (laughs) Straight talk version? This is 1992, Jim. Definitely straight talk version. No, 2002, she looks like Mickey Rourke with a wig. (laughs) I don't know. Jared's got, like, the uh, different generations here. I'm guessing at least one of those. Jared's got, like, 95 on his screen as the oldest version. Really? I was going to say it's early 2000s. 2000s. There you go. I say middle and right. Yeah, that's young Dolly. To the left is uh, she's she's a little older there. I don't know how old, but still, she's also had enough work done where she's sort of like the uh, mosquito in Jurassic Park. She's kind of like an amber now. Like at a certain point, <laughs> she's <it's> preserved. <laughs> yeah, she's more formaldehyde than anything. <laughs> Who are we to say? <laughs> it's, uh, it's getting, this is another episode status here. <laughs> of judging women and their bodies. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. How old is she now? Seventy um, something. Yeah, I think. it's in the late seventies. Better think. than James Woods at any point. James Woods. Yeah, I was say James Woods uh, rotted in his mind more so than his body. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, a steep drop off that I didn't know about James Woods. <laughs> but as soon as he got on Twitter, boy, golly. Yeah, he's out of pocket. I wonder if I can get Webb like- to read James Wood's tweets instead of some letterbox <laughs> Now that would be good. <laughs> Straight talk. <laughs> now you've got a winner, Mike. You finally came up with something good. Say, Dolly Parton's titties drove him crazy. <laughs> I never get that uh, peak again. She's born in 46, so 46. she's almost 80. Ooh. I like this movie. I'll go. I'll come out with it. You know, It was inoffensive. I like, I like Dolly. She was fun. You she also got, like, paid for this, though, right? No, it was free on YouTube. Free? On I think YouTube? I watched the right version. It was only like ninety <laughs> minutes, did, and I watched it at one point five speed. Did the uh, did the camera like sort of shift? Did they were they trying to avoid uh, YouTube's algorithm? Nope. Everything was front and center. <laughs> okay, everything was good. It's on the up and up for free. YouTube. I'm a winner. I'm a technical marvel. That is kind of impressive that you enjoyed this, and I thought it was a nice movie when it is a rom-com where it sounds like all three of us are actively hating one half of the uh, participants in this romantic comedy. 
But Dolly's magnetic, right? She that's the whole point of this movie. She, I mean, we we kid and joke about titties and James Woods, but now some get serious. This the whole point of it is her personality <laughs> and she's really she's really good at it. Just well, being herself. Get, it, whenever you cast Dolly in a movie, you just get Dolly the person. She's not acting so much as what she's just reading on the script. Like it's just her. It's her and that's that's her range, but that's I mean, that's what she is, so She's uh she's got giant uh breasts but she also pl- plays the uh, cute and sweet routine uh to a T so <clears throat> kudos I don't know if I I could have done without her stealing food from the diner like poverty stricken dolly Oh you're just like hoarding, turn you hoarding off? leftovers <laughs> What did you make of the meet cute with James Woods where she does legitimately sort of risk her life for a $20 bill and also decides I, – I didn't really understand the reasoning. She's opening her purse right on a bridge. Chicago is the windy city. Got exactly. to watch those dollars when they fly out of your it's, It speaks to how how much leeway we're giving Dolly Parton, the persona, when – it seemingly is introducing us to one of the dumbest characters possible to lead us through this, where she she's making these type of uh, mistakes. Like this is twenty dollars. You know how many vein sausages? <laughs> God Almighty! So I guess Haro, what I'm the saying accent is addition too. <laughs> yeah, what southern states being represented here? No, definitely. Isn't she from Tennessee? It's Arkansas, I think. <clears throat> I, I did a lot of research in my. <laughs> I'm gonna do Dolly her uh, due diligence. In your afterglow. Mm-hmm, yeah, after I've wiped it off. <laughs> I'll Hashtag tell, tangible Teddy. I'll tell you probably the highest comedic point of the movie for me was James Woods. Um, did you catch his computer screen when he was doing detective work on her? No. <laughs> He had five bullet points during this montage when he's trying to do research on her. It's desperate for $20, drives a junker, money in panty drawer, lives in a dump, (laughs) and Lamont Lyons beat her high school. Like, that's the entirety of his story as a journalist. (laughs) Only only the last point will get you anywhere as far as maybe trying to find out anything about her. The rest is just, it sounds like, I guess, Ebert's review. You're just making judgments against her. <laughs> Drives a junker. What? What is that? What? What is he going to look up based on that? But I guess it's, yes, a, he... it's a Microsoft Word document with five <laughs> sentences. Which, you which know. I mean, mine wouldn't be any better. It'd just be titties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, point, anyone then. that's listening... 20 minutes into this knows that we don't we don't have much we do have some numbers i guess but jesus uh sounds like ebert's review jared when you you mentioned that i i pulled it up mm. you're like there's got to be more here god damn he's nitpicking like oh yeah uh let's see quote there are a few surprises however and one of them is that the chicago police department has teams of four officers patrolling the chicago river in boats using searchlights to warn people against kissing on the bridges come on dude all right, yeah, we're just trying to wrap it's this up. It's a rom com. Like, yeah, we're, we we got a kiss. Out. You got a little bit of a, a gag there. I know, just Jesus I know you Christ! Work, I don't know you work for Chicago, dude, but you don't got to take it, you know, that seriously. <laughs> Chicago's had far worse crimes um, uh, cinematically. You know, two two voices you're hearing on the show are, I guess, from the South, and then you mm-hmm. know, one member who's a Florida man. 
I, you know, we we can't even get real south. We can't even get right. Like, which southern state is this supposed to be? Like, we don't care. Just rolls off mm-hmm. our backs. But it could be Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama. Who gives a well, shit? Well, now the hat. But Jesus Christ! You, you you take on Chicago and Ebert was, was fucking butt hurt over this. I don't know. Sometimes I read these reviews. You know, he's the greatest, right? Pyro. I mean, he's the most. Well known, well known. Sure. Uh, film critic. Yeah, he, I think he's the most popular. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, the the female Kale. Um, and she had some. She had whiffs too. Like she had some weird. I mean, I think everybody does quirks at some point. You know, you did. Oh, uh, me many times. Oh yeah, how much you hated? Uh, how much you hated um, me or the dying girl? <laughs> That's, you know, that's that's a lot of people. people for those that have been around for <laughs> like the last eight years. If I programmed that for Jared on Silver Cinema, he would also hate it. He would join the camp. So that's what was the Rotten Tomatoes on that, by the way. What is uh, it for Straight Talk? talk? Or... Well, I'm gonna straight look talk, up. Me... Um, straight Talk was 42 percent critics, 58 percent audience, which I figured would be low on the audience. Uh, Dolly's got some um, rabid fans. What is the you Dolly about movie, this movie though? Are you asking about me and Earl Rotten Tomatoes? The Dolly movie, I guess, is 9 to 5. Um, yeah, yeah. From the layman. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that has to be. Me and Earl is at 81%. Mm. The first two are Earl. splats. Ooh, Miami Herald is the top splat on there, Hiro. I like that. I like your... Uh... Is that your city? Or is Tampa your chosen Yeah, it is. I, I grew up... Actually, the, the guy that was the, uh, was the writer... The uh, the main movie critic for many years as I was coming up was Rene Rodriguez, and then Connie Ogle kind of just took over for him. Connie you know, Ogle somewhere was the one with the splat here. Yeah, Connie Ogle on, is, uh, is the splatter. Me and Earl, there's plenty to like here, but the movie focuses on the least interesting person on the screen. I agree, Connie. Yep. <laughs> I would agree. Hyrule likes the movie. I like the movie. It focuses on the, the white boy, the white kid. He gets all the, all the play, all the run. Who gets beat up by the black kid. He doesn't get beat up. Justifiably so. He doesn't get beat up by the black kid. Doesn't he get punched in the face? <laughs> As a man who, like, brought juice to the table, you consider that <laughs> some... some <laughs> little Tupac made it definitive when he said to beat someone up. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry that nobody got smoked to death or thrown off of a roof <laughs> in me, Earl, and I, girl. But this punk kid got his... got it, You know, he tried to sass. He got beat down. In the streets. The streets. Where's me and the Earl and the Dying yeah. Girl take place? It was physically in the street. Is it in like Idaho or something? Just because it's streets, it doesn't mean I'm talking about like, you know, Crenshaw and South Central. I can't believe I'm the one having to <laughs> to attack. You tried to spruce up me <laughs> and the girl, girl. You wanted like more drive-bys. You're like, this is an I, my, I, want, I wanted a uh, movie theater shooting when I was watching me and the Earl and the Dying Girl. <laughs> Oh no! Me, take me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would have been like uh, hero podcaster attempted to, to stop his assault. No, nope. first no. in line. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe Glengow, any Glen. I'm drunk. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? 
want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken, not stirred. Hail of bullets takes out <laughs> podcaster <laughs> as he screams, yes, Lord. <laughs> His friend Dave carries the mantle with War Machine versus War Horse. Oh. You know, I would, uh, I would uh, throw Dave under the bus as far as his podcasting skills, but I haven't... I've not yet edited the episode where I'm sure the after party was a 10 minute segment of you criticizing the artwork and never listening to one of his shows. So I'll probably let it be. It's taken enough the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I realized I was like, man, if I leave this in, it's like half of the content of the show is just <laughs> going on about what he's looking at. Oh, about the sound? No, about the artwork. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Did yeah. you ever actually click I've... play? No. <laughs> Why would I? <laughs> you can't make decent art. <laughs> you can't even... Jared, you and, and with like... our, our meager level here, like I'm including Summer Cinema. If someone clicks play, I know about it. If someone <laughs> anywhere clicks play, <laughs> I see Fucking it. Ticker like, <laughs> Set to like, uh, notify you on your phones. <laughs> Fucking 1800s. <laughs> the numbers are so low that if anyone new comes along, we see the spike. And that's what Hiro denied Dave and Derek. <laughs> Can't even just hit play and then turn the volume down. I just want to see the art. Understand I don't respect it. <laughs> Why is there someone having sex with a blonde wig? That's all I want to know. God damn. All right. That's straight talk. Hmm. Quite the opposite.